Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, so fine, the Orioles didn't go 162-0. and Big deal. We still stood atop the AL East, so take that, you haters. We will also discuss how much we and the Orioles hate the Toronto Blue Jays. And Rafael Palmeiro is back in the news, and we will tell you why you might want to care about it. Oh, and one more thing. An important, another important Oriole has passed on. We'll talk about all of that on this edition of Section 336. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 3.36. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zinni Barrowley. What up, 336ers? And the button lever Josh Sroka. Are we really supposed to believe Matt Wieters just ran out a little blooper hit and actually outright ran a, uh, a infield hit? That second baseman, I don't know if I call that infield I mean, hit. He ran halfway into the outfield to catch that ball. I mean, I'm just waiting. He clearly, on the replay, he... he Ty goes to the runner. He got it, but the, I don't understand. Day. I've never seen Matt Wieters hustle down the line. Yeah. Speak, speaking of people who are slow, we're also joined by the intern. Say hi, intern. Hi. Uh, the intern, is, of is course, he trying to patent here, the delay? He, he is, he is. Well, you said I was slow, so. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody can see that. <laughs> Even in his slowness, he's he's quick. He's quick on his feet. Oh, so they have challenged that Weeders, uh, that Weeders hustle. Yeah, Josh, do we want to spend the podcast breaking down a game no. that all these listeners have already seen? Um, they have guys who do that. They're pretty good at it. Yeah. Dave We're just Johnson, a bunch of bros anybody? in a basement. <laughs> I got I got an email this week. From a uh, a friend of the show, asking about all of the talk of drunk Gary Thorne online, yeah, and asking if if it's known that he has a drinking problem, yeah, it's it. I don't. If it's known, isn't it just uh, people joking about him screwing up calls all the time? It's right? accepted. It's accepted. He has a drinking problem. Yeah, I think everyone knows about it, and and, and everyone's okay with it. He's he's kind of that classic cool drunk guy. Maybe we all <laughs> love that guy. Love that Gary Thorne. Um, I just said I think it's stick. Don't worry about it. We have ninety yards. That was the right answer for this guy. We have ninety yards. Four point oh. I like to call it four point because it's the fourth time that we've done it. That's crazy. We've done this four times. Yeah, Friday, May thirteenth. You can get your tickets now on section three at section three three six. A very affordable ticket, I might add. Fifteen like, bucks. Fifteen bucks. I think. 
probably cheaper than what you could purchase if you just walked up, I would imagine. It is. If it, it is. says from $17. We should know that. <laughs> I think it's 15 I think I'm adjusting that. I think I got some good news from our ticket rep. Oh, okay. So, well, I right now it says 17 but wait another day. Yeah, if you're listening live, wait until after the show to buy your ticket. Yeah, that's always a fun time. So that's coming up May 13th, Friday, May 13th. Mark your calendar. Should be a good time. I'll be there. But this Tuesday. We will be there. Next Tuesday, come hang out with us. Yeah, let's get all this stuff out of the way. Next yeah. Tuesday, we'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings in Columbia. 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 Not the country, Columbia. The town of Columbia. Oh, I was hoping to meet Gabriel Garcia Marquez, the famous Colombian writer. I was but hoping to not. visit the grave of Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Both those being possible. Um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez is no longer live, actually, now that I think of it. So that is not possible <laughs> in a couple of You levels. could visit his grave as well. Yes. We could do some great. No, but we can't because we're in Columbia, I love visiting graves. Maryland. I know you do. Do you think there's any graves in Columbia, Maryland I could visit? Well, we're going to get to some graves here in a second. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, this weekend I went down to visit uh, Robin, our sister. Right. And we took the I'm kids aware. to a playground that is built on top of a graveyard. It's very strange. Yeah. It's church, gravestone. And slides and swings all around the, the uh, headstones. When I when I die, I'd like my gravestone to be in the formation of a slide that people can oh, still like come that. and enjoy my memory by sliding down my tombstone. That would be very zany. Yeah, <laughs> a zany way to go out. Somebody has to have done that before. There's no way I just came up with that just now. So night at the yards, uh, May thirteenth. <laughs> Thanks, Bert, <laughs> for your own buttons. Josh is already turning me off. He I'm turning d- you down a little bit. He does bit. not like that I have my own <laughs> buttons now. Uh, I, I, I'm showed you how to do that. Columbia, uh, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings in Columbia on Tuesday. This Tuesday. Yeah. Come hang out with us. Uh, we'll be there at 630 doing a little pregame. Uh, and then we'll be watching the game, hanging out, giving away prizes on commercial breaks. Watch, Come watch the Oriole game with us. And uh, what did we say we're going to do? If, if you're one of our Twitter followers, either on the show Twitter on Josh, Matt, or my own Twitters, let us know that you're going to be there at Buffalo Wild Wings, Columbia, and what, we're going to throw them a gift certificate? Yeah, I got a $25 gift certificate for someone who tells us they'll be at the Columbia show, and then you got to show up to the Columbia show to... You're basically just show up for a free dinner then. 25 bucks. Yeah. Whatever you want. So there's no reason not to. Come uh, hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to meet some 336ers and watch an Oriole game with you guys. Buffalo Wild Wings, Columbia, next plus, Tuesday night. Plus we'll be giving away stuff there. Sauces, Oriole tickets whatever else it's an away game we're playing tampa bay yeah lots of giveaways so you won't you can't go to the game come watch it with us at buffalo Wings, columbia april 26th next tuesday night all right now that that's now that that's out of the way time for some news yeah we're gonna we're gonna take uh we're gonna start this podcast on a bit of a sad bit of a downer here uh uh milt papas uh we have the segment uh, a new segment we're calling hopefully a segment we won't go to very often called The Grave Report, uh, where we discuss Orioles that have passed on, former Orioles. Milt Papas pitched from 1957 to 1965 for the Orioles. This is before our time. So when we talk about Orioles who have passed away playing in the 50s and 60s, well before our time here in the podcast, we call up the oldest person I know. (laughs) My dad. The closest to the grave? Yeah. For, For The Grave Report. Uh, we've had him on here before. Who, who was the first time we brought you on to talk about? Who, who died and we brought you on to talk about? Um, There's been Paul Blair. Paul Blair. Paul Blair. Earl yeah. Weaver. Earl yeah. Weaver. Earl yes. Weaver. Did we have on the podcast talk about Earl Weaver? I two? believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's two worlds who have died, and we've had you on the podcast to discuss guys who were before our time. Now, uh, Milk Papas, you were probably 
around my age in 1957 when you watched him pitch. I don't know if my math is correct there or not. Not well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what can you tell us about former Oriole pitcher Milt Pappas? Well, first of all, um, I, I guess I got to review my contract because I thought the grave report was for anyone famous that died, and you guys are limiting to just Orioles. So, oh. I think my appearances are going to be very small compared to what I potentially thought would, this would be turn out to be. Did would, you you wanna, would you rather use your time for the lady from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond? That could be. Yeah. Miss Roberts. Yes. We could have had him on a couple weeks ago talking about David Bowie. See? Oh, the potential. But yeah. yet, no. I got it. Or Okay. Never mind. Well, I, I'll I, complain I, later. If this okay? goes well, if this goes well, there could be some future opportunity. We might expand it, all right? I'll call Mr. Andrews in the morning. Okay. Let's see how this goes first. Okay. Mill Pappas is one of those unique characters in Oriole history because he's more remembered for leaving town than arriving in town. True. And by that, I mean he was traded after pitching very well for the Orioles uh, for six years or so from, let me see, I'll get that straight, from 57 to 65. <laughs> Nine years, but who's counting? And he was he pitched very well. In fact, he was uh, known, something the Orioles don't use anymore, a control pitcher. He actually could throw strikes more than balls. Huh. Yes. That's an interesting idea. It is. It is a very it's new unheard concept. of with this yes. pitching staff. Yes. The Orioles now lead the league in um, not uh, throwing first pitch strikes, by the way. I don't know if you knew that, but a little stat. Okay. Well, you're just grave report here. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. Leave the analysis okay. to the professionals. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, you're right. Grave report. Interesting tidbit, though. Sad. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, Mill Pappas in 1965, pitching for the Orioles, was traded for their star outfielder, number 20 to us, Frank Robinson. And with that trade, Royal history changed forever. And the franchise changed forever because Frank came in, number 20, as an amazing player for the Orioles. Uh, I think I was on a podcast a uh, long time ago talking about I was there when he knocked one out of the stadium at Memorial Stadium in 66 against Louis Tion. And Frank changed the makeup of the team. We became a... a a great team in the 60s, early 70s, and that trade was the creation of that team, in essence. We had Brooks, we had Boog, but when Frank came, it all fell together. He held kangaroo court after the games, and we gave out funny fines for players doing crazy things. It, it, the chemistry there was of a championship team, and Frank made it so. So Milt, sadly, is no more for leaving than for arriving. However, after he left Baltimore, he went on and pitched for Cincinnati, of course. Then he went on to pitch for Atlanta. And then he went to Chicago. And interesting in Chicago. And he always had a winning record for the most part. And he's kept his control. His ERA was always around three. He pitched in uh, the 1962 World's uh, All-Star Game. Both of them. Both of them. Back then you had two All-Star Games, not one. Really? Yes. From 1959 to 1962, there were two All-Star hey, games. Two All-Star games. He pitched them both. Yes. Interesting. Interesting little facet there. Okay. Um, Milt, though, <laughs> interesting story back for Milt. A couple interesting stories. Uh, in 1972, Milt Pappas, um, in September 2nd of that year, retired the first 26 batters in a row. Wow. Perfect game perfect game and he got to the 27th batter and had a 2-2 count on the game. Oh my goodness. Oh no. And he threw a pitch that everyone thought was a strike and the umpire called it a ball. And then he threw the next pitch and most people thought that was a strike and the ump called it a ball. No way. Uh, how can, If you're the umpire, mm. one pitch away, how can you call that a ball? 20, 20 something years later on a talk show 
They brought both of them together, and it ended up in a very bad argument. <laughs> <laughs> because Milt said that he found the videotape of the game, and when the umpire called the last ball for the walk, he swears that the umpire had a smirk on his face. Oh, my. I, th- I think that t- nowadays that's what they call the ump show, when the ump tries to yes. get the attention. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was an instance where, the, where they, they called the guy safe at first a few years ago. Yes. Yes. I forget who the guy was from a no-header. But at the end of that, the umpire mate and the player oh, made he was up. crying. The ump was yeah, crying. Yeah, it was emotional. It was emotional. There Not was no in this smirk case. involved. No. There was, With there was milk, no there was a smirk. There was a smirk. A sad you know story for milk. Yeah. What a wimp crying. Milk finished his career in the top 10 ERAs in eight seasons. He had in wins in six seasons and fewest walks per nine innings in nine seasons. And he actually had an inning once. In a game where he just pitched nine pitches and struck out three guys. There's only been like 15 pitchers in history of baseball that threw nine pitches and got three strikeouts. In wow. Game. Wow. Milton. I, I think Obote Jimenez has thrown nine pitches and uh, walked two guys, which is also in its right impressive. And had a 1-0 and o count on the, the third guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <at> the <laughs> and lastly for Milt, sadly, uh, another little facet of his life. In 1982, Milt Pappas' wife became missing for five years what five now in full disclosure in missing. full disclosure uh i have not seen nor anyone else has seen my wife in the area for two and a half weeks uh-oh okay that's that's how it all started with milt <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure in the first two and a half weeks milt was saying hey she's coming back guys <laughs> and that's what i'm saying she's coming back but okay missing for five years yeah but did but, they find her yeah, um, you know, they, they, there was a rumor, one uh, murderers, one guy who, who claimed he murdered her, but they dug the area up, didn't find her. Five years later to the day, practically, that she was missing, they dug up the local pond right down the road, and that's where her car was and her body was in there. In a pond? Okay. In a pond, like a lake. Foul play? The husband, perhaps? No, you know right. what? Back then... Husbands weren't known to kill their wives for pleasure like they are uh, now. So he got away with so, it. So, <laughs> so then, you know. So messed up. So, so back then it's it was. Different, different times. Yeah, different he wasn't times. even brought in for questioning, I don't think. Oh, uh, my. Always yeah. question the husband first. All right, neighbors are asking me where my wife is, and it's only been two and a half weeks. Two Can you imagine weeks. five years? Yeah. <laughs> you would I mean, definitely be called in. Oh, me and the pizza guy are becoming best friends. They, they We're exchanging Christmas cards. They would make a serial podcast about you in prison. Yes, there you go. You'd be calling, hey, I, I had nothing to do with it. Yes, you're yeah. right. Anyway. So, sadly. So they think of a pond and there she is? Yeah. Thankfully, there's no lake near my house. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's so, the great. Oh, oh. Yes. So, so how does, was, was she murdered? Did, did they figure out what happened to her? Did, did you try to just fit? multiple dead people into your grave yes, report? Yes, you got to combine them when you have limited resources. Well, that's like a I fascinating know. story. It is. Uh, sadly, uh, she was um, a known alcoholic, and apparently she saw the road and uh, that thought it was to her home, and it happened to be to the lake. That's... It I, can happen. I, it, it can happen. GPS. Right. It's a, before it's a bad GPS. told me, I, I almost drowned myself in a lake because GPS told me to turn right, right into a lake. Right. So I'm sure... We we're talking about 19... 87? Yeah, the GPSs weren't very good back then. Yeah, maybe, 82. maybe it was uh, 82, 82 to be you know, a, a prototype, perhaps. You're right. basically using the stars as your navigation. Follow <laughs> 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 the star. Constellation. Right in the pond. There you go. Yeah. But that's the uh, first annual grave report. Um, <laughs> hopefully, it'll just be once a year situation for the Orioles since I'm limited to just Oriole players. You know, if I can add an extra tidbit, you, if you're spouting out tidbits, I got, I got some tidbits too. Sure. All right. Uh, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but last year, 
bring it to present time. Jake Arrieta won his eighth straight start to become the first hey, Cubs I'm pitcher. I'm going to talk with Jake Arrieta later. To win that many consecutive games since Papas won 11 in 1972. So there you go. Oh, nice connection. Yeah. Bring, bringing it full circle here. But, you know, Jake Arrieta is dead to me now. Yeah, he's dead to all of us. Yes. Yeah. Well, now they're both dead, so. Unless you're a Bowie Bay Sox, you see there a Bowie Bay Sox JK Reddit t shirt giveaway oh, yeah. coming that, up. That's in the that's in the ball bag for later today. Oh jeez. I can't I can't wait to talk about that. It's, it's this Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, we appreciate Pops you coming on with the grave report. Um next time an Oral player dies, we will have you on the show again. Okay. So we look forward to that. I'll Not, you we don't contract. look forward to the yeah. Did you see you know how I mean? he timed it with that music perfectly? Yeah. yeah well played. He's a yeah. professional. Yeah. He's professional. As soon as the music ends, I'm, he wraps, I'm on board up. with Pops here. If anyone major dies, I don't care David Bowie as, as major. I think it's pretty major. Very influential rock star. Right. Raymond's, they, they, they named the Bay Sox after him. So they, they did. <laughs> Raymond's mom, I don't think, is, is noteworthy to come and talk about. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know who she is. Yeah. I don't watch this show. Doris something. Roberts. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we, we, we appreciate it. That, that segment is very reminiscent of uh, Bert's story time. It could be Dad's story time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just was. There was a lot of twists and turns in that little simple story. I, I didn't know where it was going next. Yeah. yeah. And a shout out. It always makes me think of Eric Bedard. A shout out to. My dead people. No. Where Eric Bedard was traded. And the best thing Eric Bedard ever did for us yeah. was get traded. Sure. Sure. Just like. Just like um, but the, Scott Feldman. But, but, no, we, but Pappas was successful like even after leaving it's the true. Orioles. Bedard went down the toilet. It's true. But Pappas left. Then I believe the next year the, uh, the Orioles won the World Series. Uh, your 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 boyfriend Robinson wins a triple crown, uh, World Series MVP, all all that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got to be tough for 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 pop for Papas to 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 leave the Orioles the year they win the World Series. That's got to be tough, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a tough game to watch on the television. That World Series, that was tough. I don't know if you watched that one. But he went to the Cubs, a yeah. team that had at least won a World Series. What in nineteen oh eight or something? Yeah, yeah, like fifty <laughs> years. Pre- the Orioles <laughs> had never won a World Series at that point, so he's saying he had a better chance. He, he, uh, he maybe had yeah. hoped with the Cubs. Then it worked out. <laughs> yeah. You know, I looked up during that. I never knew about the two All Star games, so I looked it up. It was for money because it went to the pension funds of the players. So the players insisted on two All Star games, so they would get more money. I think we should go back to two All Star games and maybe even two World Series. Well, apparently the public grew to hate it because they saw it was a money grab so they got rid of it after three years oh was well, isn't that what the wild card game is so will they get rid of the wild card game too and, and preseason yeah right. yeah, yeah. And, oh and football preseason right forget about it and, and mother's day uniforms and father's day uniforms and fourth of <laughs> july memorial day or uh what they they just wore some special thing this past week Oh, Jackie Robinson. It may be a money grab, but I have yet to ever see anybody wear a Mother's Day jersey to an Orioles no. game or but something. Like, who's buying these things? Uh, Even the 42 jerseys, they sell them, but no, I've never seen anybody well, with one. Well, the 42 jersey, you, you buy it signed by the player. Okay. So you would hang that up. I don't mind that. I like the 42 jerseys. Uh, what I don't understand is I see guys at the ballpark with the All-Star Game jersey, and it'll be like Mets colors, but Chris Davis right, on the back. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I don't get that. That's dumb. Money grab. Money grab. You want to talk about some living Orioles? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get to some real Orioles talk analysis. Not that the other stuff was not real, but let's. These players are alive and playing right now, so let's talk about them. We had uh, a series with the Rangers rain out. The big story here this is what everyone's talking about: is Buck Showalter and does he know how to manage a bullpen? Yeah. This nonsense with Vance Worley. 
right. st- pitching too long. Then McFarland coming in uh, with was, the runner uh, on base. Giovanni Gallardo. Yeah, Giovanni Gallardo. Is yeah. that what I said? What did I say? Vance Worley. Vance Worley won, didn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah Giovanni Gallardo, who was in there probably two innings too too long. Well, and, and he said he didn't. it's because he didn't want to use Brock, O'Day, and uh, Britain. Britain, even though he used them the day before in the blowout. Yeah. But it even said, even even that said. We all knew it was going to rain Sunday, Monday, right? Right. And sure, they hadn't pitched that. the game before and that. The game before, right. And you have... McFarland, at least give McFarland a fresh start without you bring you bring Gallardo in just to walk the first guy, yeah, and then you bring McFarland. Unacceptable. Yeah, uh, I was well, screaming we, at my radio. Well, we all know that Buck wears out his welcome at a team, and then he leaves, and they win the World Series. So is this the year? No, <laughs> quit jumping to conclusions. What are you talking about? They lose one game. Now he's gonna go. <laughs> well, it's interesting, right? And I, I love that we can jump on for Buck Showalter about this because this is a bad decision on Buck Showalter's part. Sure. But in, in the however many years he's been here, uh, how many times has he screwed up using the bullpen? Not very All often. Right. No. He's not Matt Williams over there. He's pretty good at his but, job. But, but if there's one thing that you can criticize Buck about, it's believing too much in his players. And that might have been a little bit of a situation this weekend well, with him believing – that uh, Gallardo could go another inning. And is it a little bit excusable if it's happening in April because you're kind of getting to know your guys, right? And yeah, he's only seen him pitch two regular season games. Sure, and think about a guy like McFarland. Like, you cannot go through this entire season only relying on Brock and O'Day and Britton. You need other guys to sure. pitch in key situations. Sure. So here's a good opportunity to see, can McFarland pick, pitch and in big situations? You're only lefty. You know, yeah, and you're only lefty. And we know Brian Mattis is a good lefty specialist. He's awesome. He's Mattis having for a good night at Bowie tonight. But he always sucks in key situations, no matter right. who he's playing. Um, in high leverage situations. Inheriting base runners. Yeah. But you guys know how uh, how bad our starting pitching was last year, right? Yes. Uh, as far as the, the bullpen goes. right? I, I looked this up. Last year, bullpen. Most appearances for the Orioles. Do, do, do you know which bullpen arm made the most appearances for the Orioles? Darren O'Day? Darren O'Day. 68 appearances last year. Do you know uh, where that ranks as far as pitchers with the most uh, uh, relief appearances, where he ranks? Uh, Out of all teams, last I mean, just yeah. last year yeah. or all time? All teams last year, uh, all pitchers last year, relief pitchers, where does Darren O'Day, our top uh, reliever pitch in those games, where does he rank? 10. I don't, I did top 10. 42. Excellent. That's 42. awesome. Yeah. So that says something. Even though our, yeah. our starting pitching sucked, Buck Showalter has an idea of what he's doing back there. Sure. Right? The fact that our top guy, Darren Day, only pitched appeared in uh, – he, he's ranked well, number 42 in relief appearances. But, but would the other side of that be maybe if O'Day pitched up to, and worked his way up to the number 20, it means we would win more games because we'd have a better pitcher in there than dragging out the, the starter? I mean, it, it's possible, but I think it, it shows like he's going to almost willing to sacrifice a game and willing to to spare his bullpen. Now, Brad Brock was ranked third in, in innings pitched because often Brad Brock would pitch more than one inning. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he didn't have a ton of appearances, he, he would often pitch more than one inning. Uh, so you need guys like that who can go more, more, more than one inning. But, yeah, it's just interesting. So Buck Showalter is not going to wear out his arms, especially in April. And rain delay. You don't know there's going to be rain delay. The weather's funky. You can't guarantee there's going to be a rain delay I, the next day. I think the weather's a lot more certain in Texas is it? than in Baltimore. Is it? I th- believe so. Because they don't have the bubble around their stadium like we have around our stadium? I don't know. Uh, the yeah, weather bubble? Yeah, the weather bubble. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which I got a magical turn. Of course, they did call the game like first thing Sunday morning. They did. Right? They, they did not wait. Uh, no, it was really bad rains. I got one friend in Texas and his car got flooded. So, yeah. We're still atop of the, the AL East. Um, any other thoughts from, from this weekend game? Uh, I, mean, are, I mean, are certain pitching, how, how concerned are we here? This is par for the course, though. Like, no one should be surprised by what no. we're seeing. This, this is exactly the type of team we thought we would get. Yeah. But yeah. Our, our starting pitching hasn't been horrible. And it feels like all offseason, we've been hearing so much about how bad our, our, our starting pitching is that people never took into account how good our offense is. And I think we're especially seeing that with a guy like Mark Trumbo this past week. Yeah. Who has had, in both Boston and Texas, just had a great week. And after starting the season with hitting single, 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 he he's back to that power swing that we were promised. And he's a big guy. But isn't this one of those things, and here's my fear, hitters are, are power hitters especially, are streaky, right? And right, right now you have um, Machado and Trumbo and even Jones and Davis are streaking and hitting well. What happens when those guys are not streaking? Like right now, we can win the ten six game because our hitters are, are 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 in a hot streak. Right. When they all get in a low streak, we're going to be getting crushed seven to nothing. Sure. And that's going to be ugly. And then we're going to go through that stretch when our guys aren't hitting, and that's going to get real ugly up in here. But I think I think the promise for this season is that guys are are taking pitches and being more selective. So far, sure. So so if that can, if so far that's been the high point, that if that can continue through the season. That'll help balance out some of those streaks. Yeah, and you can say our starting pitching hasn't been bad. I would point to stats like they have an ERA over five. Opponents yeah. are batting two eighty four against them. I would call that bad. But where where does our pitching rank for starting pitching? It's not thirtieth in, in the two, league. It's twenty sixth in the league. All right, so four from the bottom. It's yeah, pretty, four from the bottom. Pretty darn close. Yeah, <laughs> for what ERA? Yeah, for ERA. Okay. Oh, I just made that up. Not, not for ERA. For batting average against. Okay. All right. So I mean, ERA they're pretty uh keep making pretty low. Up. I mean, five. Yeah, fine. Okay, we go ERA. We're we're twenty sixth in the league. Yeah, fine. ERA twenty sixth in the league. Twenty sixth. Yeah. The only teams who have worse are the Yankees, the Braves, the Diamondbacks, and the Brewers. You like that list? What was I looking at earlier? Starting pitching ERA. I mean, it 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 works that the uh, the Yankees are in our league. So I mean, that's what we gotta do is beat the teams in our league. Okay, fine. If you want, if you want to take that route. Um, well, no, I want to go the route that I think your numbers are bogus, but I don't think you want to go that I, route. No, I, I would go the route that our starting pitching need, need, it needs to get better. It needs it, need, it needs to get better. I, I think it's, that's and hopefully when Kevin Gossman comes back, now we'll help starting pitching to get better. But we need to get better at starting pitching. Now you're just looking at starting pitching, not yeah, overall. Pitching. Not overall. Overall, obviously, we're higher because the bullpen's involved, and that helps the area. Right. Oh, okay, that's what I was looking at then. Probably. I was looking at overall pitching, not just starting pitching. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying. I mean, we have. It'd be interesting to watch how this pitching staff develops because Kevin Gossman, what is he's going to be capable of? Uh, we're still expecting big things of him. There still is this open Vance Worley, Mike Wright. Uh, you you got to believe Tyler, Tyler Wilson Wilson's might getting sneak in there, in there uh, in place of Vance Worley. Like there's an opportunity for one of these pitchers to prove themselves and say, hey, I can pitch in the big leagues. So we'll see if one of those guys kind of take the reins and get hot. Uh, just like hitters, pitchers can kind of get on a streak and get o- out. Overall, ERA of our, including our pen, we are 14th with a 3.84. Yeah. Uh, so the bullpen's been a lot better than the starters. Yes. Sure. Well, and according to all the beat writers, we will see Dylan Bundy start a game at some point this year. And I, yeah. <laughs> and, and Buck Buck hinted towards that in the preseason that 
that they'll want to get them more and more in, and so maybe in late July, August. Yeah, every time I hear it, I roll my eyes because <laughs> I just want him to not his arm not to fall off in April. That's right. all I'm going right. for. What here. we really Starting. want, what we really want, is for Kevin Galsman to pitch some innings. Because I think uh, Dylan Bundy will reach his his limit of innings just for the amount of times that Buck dry humps them in the bullpen. <laughs> He's probably <laughs> throwing hundred innings just being dry humped. Right. Do you think? Do you think Dylan Bundy is? Buck's favorite pitcher right now because he does every game. It's let's get Dylan Bundy up there. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Things calm down. It feels like he needs to it's have to game. get fifty pitches before, and then he's either might use him or might right. not use and him. And I mean that it's he's basically doing simulated games every day. I'm sure he's got a reason for it. Oh, I'm sure Buck does. He, he yeah, does. he likes to hump him. He he, he knows what he's dry doing. hump him. Dry hump him. It's a big difference. Yeah, humping's gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other thoughts from from the series. Uh, all right, enough of that. Right? That game Friday was the bomb. That seventh inning. Yeah, yeah. I was at a bull roast, uh, you know, in uh, imbibing in uh, alcoholic beverages, and I thought for the life of me, I was rewatching highlights, and it was still the same. I inning. mean, it just kept going on when, and on and on. When Trumbo hit two home runs in the same inning, is just amazing. Yeah, and it was and, a fun game, and for it to be something that's never happened for the Orioles. And, of course, what does everyone do? They bring up the stupid St. Louis Browns stats. <laughs> Nobody cares about the Browns stats. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. That's, that. Those are broken stats. But, yeah, that's one of those things that you'll remember at the beginning of the season, no matter where you were, whether you were doing one of the grinder app things that Bert was doing with the yep. women's roast, or if, or if you were just <laughs> watching. No, the they were home. actually women. I took I took my <laughs> wife with me this time. It was, oh, okay. It was a, a by, uh, a, what, a co-ed? I was going to say a bisexual <laughs> one. <but> that's not, <laughs> I thought hey that's what was going on. <laughs> Bisexual bull Even roast. better. What, that's not the grinder or the Tinder. What the, What is that app called? Uh, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Craigslist. Oh, my. Lost, uh, lost connections. And, right. for, and for that two home runs in the same game, you got player of the, le- player of the week. So yeah. Good for Trumbo. They like to do that co thing. Yeah, I, I, I leave that off. He's yeah. Player of the week. Lame. Yep. Yeah. I think you get like a watch or something for that, right? I don't know, dude. That's what they that's said what on yeah. the radio. Oh, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah, a watch. A watch? Um, Who uses a watch anymore? Rich, rich guys. Remember Ned, baseball players. Ned Yost w- got in trouble for like wearing an Apple Watch or something during playoffs last year. They made a big deal about. Oh really? Oh hey, I got a question about that. Aren't they allowed to use iPads or something? Yeah. How yeah. come I, we don't ever see it? Well, I've never seen them use Buck, it. I, you know what? I saw it for the first time this weekend in Texas. Yeah. Some guys were using it on the bench in the bullpen. Oh, what? the bullpen. I saw some Orioles in the bullpen using it. I would think that could be very helpful looking at a exactly. pitcher. That's what they're doing. Looking at the hitters. Totally. Yeah. you're in the bullpen. I can yeah. see that being very helpful. Yeah. You get the right camera angle so you can see the signs. Yeah. Could you imagine like Jonah Hill and Moneyball sitting in the dugout with an iPad? Like the A's, I mean, that's, A's that's, would have won the World Series. But that, yeah. And it's not even, right, exactly. That's what it is. But it's more than that. It's it's going back to the to the dugout and watching your, your last at bat and seeing where I screwed up. I keep falling for that. Right. Rolling in the dirt. Or the umpire keeps on calling this ball just in the outside corner a strike. Right. Yeah, now yeah, we yeah. know. Right. That's like that issue Buck had the other day going out. Uh, was that Friday night too? That that Buck went out and talked to the umps, then went out again and talked to the umps, and no one could figure out what it was about? I, know, I, I probably saw it once so, thought saw it twice and thought I was but, seeing double. Yeah. So uh, there was one speculation. There's been a lot of imbibing at that. Yeah. It, it was quite a lot. <laughs> one of the speculations going on was that Buck did not like the new LED lights in Texas because apparently they've got the big floodlights and they're LED now. And when a ranger hits a home run, they flash them like a like a disco, <laughs> which has to be annoying. Sounds like something that belongs in Tampa. Well, boys, we're we're headed into here a, a tough stretch. 
Which, well, we're home tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pl- playing the round of Blue Jays. Yeah. Oh, Canada. Oh, wow. I hate the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are the worst. Um, the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are the are the Blue Jays the the worst? Is this the uh, the worst? Is in the ones we hate? Yeah. 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 I think that this is their time for us to hate them the most. And yeah. fair, and the cool thing about it is, it's not just us. We had Chris Davis on here a couple weeks ago. And we asked Chris Davis this very question. What does he think about the Blue Jays? How much do you hate the Blue Jays? You know, I think uh, hate is such, is such a strong word. <laughs> it uh, is a strong word. You just had him speak about his face for a while. <laughs> uh, extreme disliking would probably uh, uh, be a better fit. But I, I think the biggest um, difference between us is, you know, we take a lot of pride in, in the way that we play the game, the way that we go about our business and, and the way that we carry ourselves. And, um, it's been a point of pride for me, you know, my entire life and, and really a point of pride for, for the players in our clubhouse um, since I've been here. You know, we try to do things the right way. Um, we work as hard as we can and, and we try not to show anybody up. You know, we respect the game. We respect, um, you know, the other team and and uh, and we try to play the game the right way. And I, and I feel like Toronto has um, – really the last few years just kind of accepted this um you know high energy um almost kind of an entertainment uh industry attitude that, that you know it's, it's more about the show than it really is about the game and, yeah. and i think it's just it's just something that really runs us the wrong way and the funny thing about it is you know jose batista is a guy that uh really struggled in his career early on and, and really tried um you know, long and hard to, to kind of make his impression on the game and, and to kind of stick somewhere. And, and you, most of the time, whenever you, you run into guys like that, um, you know, they're, they're pretty grounded because they remember what it was like um, when they were struggling. But for some reason, he, he just he just rubs people the wrong way. And, and you know, I just – I don't think it's just us. I think it's a lot of teams. But, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, that'll change. Yeah, so it's a pretty strong and honest words from Chris Davis there. He used the word pride yeah. three times right there at the top, talking about the pride of the way the Orioles play. Yeah. And saying, I guess, the Blue Jays and Batista specifically don't play with that pride. Yeah, and he's a former o- o- Oriole, right, Jose Batista. Played for yeah, us but, in but, 2004. But he sucked. Yeah, well, if you look, he has an interesting, and what Chris Davis was referring to, his career arc for Jose Batista is weird, right? He was a Rule 5 guy. Yeah, and then uh, he played for Pittsburgh uh, in when he was, he was 25 in 2006. He had 16 home runs. The next year, he had 15 home runs. In 2008, he had 12 home runs. In 2009, he had 13 home runs. And then he goes from career-high 16 home runs, by the way, the year prior, 13 home runs. He then has 54 home runs. That sounds a little Brady Anderson-ish. <laughs> Next year, 43 home runs. And from then on, it's been all these home runs. Do they? At 28 is when uh, uh, he had 13. And then at 29, 54. That's, one of the, when, when did, that's a Brady Anderson when, type job. Yeah. When did he go to Canada? Uh, he went to Canada in two thousand in two thousand eight. Okay, you know they got so the year got before different doctors and healthcare and everything up in Canada. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere where you're going, Josh. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, at the age of twenty nine, his his career took off. Yet he doesn't he doesn't appear to show any um, humility or, or appreciation for that. He's still a jerkwad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is he? Has he risen 
to the most hated player for Oriole fans? Above Ortiz? Well, you have Ortiz, A-Rod, I think, makes the argument. Yeah. Teixeira. Uh, yeah. Te- Teixeira is mm-hmm. definitely up there. Yeah. I uh, think Batista's at the how top. How does Batista rank? I think Batista's got to be the top I right think, now because who, he's he's the most mouthy. You know, he's the most out there in your face. He uh, he doesn't back down. Uh, and, uh, he you know, bat flipping and all that stuff. Uh, for, for one thing, A-Rod has cooled off. I mean, he's still good, but he doesn't mouth off like, you know, he's he's quiet. You don't hear a lot out yeah. of A-Rod anymore. Yeah, you're right. He's very under the radar now. Teixeira, you hear you hear from him. He's ugly. He mouths off a bit, but then he hurts himself, and then he disappears for the rest of the yeah. season. He was never really a jerk. We just hate him because he's from Serena Park, and he plays the Yankees. Yeah. So I, it's still head-to-head with Ortiz, and Ortiz is buying a little bit of favor because this is his last year. No, that's the opposite. <laughs> Ortiz is making it all about him, so that's why he's a little higher right now. You're, you think Ortiz hatred. is higher? As far as hatred? I th- oh, so no, 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 no. I'm saying Batista, Batista is still at the top. All right, Josh, here we go. So we have, I want you to rank them for me, okay? Teixeira. Uh, we'll, get our, we'll get our whiteboard of hatred. Ortiz. <laughs> um, uh, Batista and Hyunsu Kim. <laughs> rank. <laughs> I was joking about Hyunsu Kim. Calm down, people. Oh, okay. I didn't boom opening day. That wasn't me. <laughs> right, is there anyone else that needs to make that list? Any, I mean, there's no one from Tampa Bay you can hate, right? Evan Longoria is good. We don't hate him because the they're irrelevant. Uh, yeah. right. nah. um, Jake Arrieta. I don't hate him. Kidding. We don't hate. We him. don't hate Jake Arrieta. Um, we maybe hate, hate Rick Adair, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, I think that's. I think that's it. I think that's our um, Mount Rushmore of hatred. Yeah, we have a guy from. The, <laughs> I mean. We have a guy, a guy from the Yankees, a guy from the Red Sox. Uh, two, two Yankees. Yeah, two Yankees, a guy from the Blue Jays. So the AL East, the rivals. Does uh, and, and I don't think a Harper would make that list, right? Do, in do we my, hate in my heart. In I, my don't heart. Hate, I don't I hate, hate him. I hate Bryce Harper. He wants to make baseball fun again. Uh, yeah. Like Jose Batista. Right. Like Trump wants to make America great again. How can you not like you that? You know what? <laughs> I don't like Bryce Harper because I don't like the Nats. And I don't like Nats fans and all that. Yeah. So... But he's not. I don't think no. he's on that same list. No, he's not. Those are those are the guys. Yeah. So who's number one? I just said Batista. I, I'll I, th- go with Batista I think Batista number one. Yeah, at this point, he he is the hot item now. He's probably out of all those guys, he's the best. I think out of all those guys, which also makes him hateable. Yeah. Well, and right, and, but and he's he's. I think the fact that players don't like him is also part of it. Like we as fans don't like David Ortiz, but but. Last week, you see Adam Jones wearing the 500 necklace and all. He right. respects David Ortiz. A lot of players respect David Ortiz. Yeah, he, he keeps people employed who have to fix phones. Right. He has a good personality, I feel like. He, it's contra- it's controversial. It's kind of in your face. But yeah. it's also there's something likable about there's, it, too. He has, he, yeah. But but he's number two on our list, right? Sure. He's above, uh, is he above A-Rod? I don't think he's I, – I would actually put t- – to to share because I'm an old bitter see got long memory. Uh, uh, I'll put to share too. To Severna Park, Severna Park at the press conference. You guys remember? Been a Yankees fan my whole life. Yeah, but Severna Park to share to share. We has, hate those guys. Severna Park Yankee fans are the worst. I know. And to, now they're Severna Park Cubs fans. Worst. I know, but to share has uh, I've softened on to share because of his web series that he did a few weeks years ago, like. Uh, just write a foul or something, and he would do little conversations. I don't know I'll anything about you. that. You never saw that? Yeah, it should have been later. 
So, so you would put Bartista Ortiz. I think A Rod's number two. Bartista A Rod. I think so. Uh, I think in baseball, A Rod's probably the most hated player. But in Baltimore, I don't know about in Baltimore. I, we boo Teixeira more than we boo A Rod, right? Uh, at this point, yeah. we make more signs for Teixeira than we do for A Rod. So what do you say? So who's number two? I would go with Teixeira Ortiz. Ortiz kind of because right, he's better. I'm going right to go with now. Ortiz. All Ortiz right. is jerkwad number two. Okay. <laughs> jerkwad number two. This is, this is our jerkwad list, by the way. Yep. Also the name of today's episode. <laughs> uh, and then. So we're going to share number three. I would go to share number three and. Kim four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you like more? Kim or A-Rod? Oh, I'm not. We're not comparing Kim to A-Rod. All Stop. Right. All right. A-Rod number four. Erase Kim from the board. It's ridiculous. Yeah. If you put Kim up there, then we got to start putting like Mike Gonzalez up there and these other guys. All right. I, you know, if you asked me a few years ago, there's no way A-Rod would be number four on our list. He'd be number one. Yeah. But we've softened on him. Yeah, I think we've softened on A-Rod and Teixeira. Do you think we've softened on steroids in general? Well, let's hold off that discussion because we're going to get to a Palmero article here a yeah. little bit later. So yep. let's hold off on that discussion. Hey, we should bring up Adam Jones just got taken out of the game after grounding out to the shortstop. Taken down to the locker room. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, it's were, all right. We got Trumbo and Rimal, Rickert. Rimal's now in left. Rickard's in center. It was really great to see Adam Jones come back and hit that home run because... It was those, the longest of his career. Yeah, and those um, obliques or whatever, that's where we see players uh, who hurt their oblique and they're almost never the same for the whole season because it never fully recovers, and that's where kind of you get your power from and that torque. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to see that not being a real issue and him hitting the home run. I thought that was really good to see. And, and not, not just the home run, but the home run went like 2,000 feet. It was it was a long home run. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but but this this next couple series are going to be tough, and they're gonna, we're going to find out how good the Orioles are, right? we got the Blue Jays, who, in my opinion, are the best team in the ALE. Oh, that's a really loud button. And then this weekend, while our listeners make love to their men, uh, we have this, the, this was the Royals. recorded at the Bull Roast, right? <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, we play the World Series champs, the Royals, with Ned Yost. We oh, all know boy. Ned Yost. Oh, boy. Yeah. He's a baseball mind. Ned Yost got a baseball mind. Ned Yost got a big, big brain. The Ned one guy that can stand toe to toe with Buck Showalter. Ned Yost. Ned Yost <laughs> I like Ned Yost just because of this song. I think they I should not even have the players play this game. Just have Ned Yost and Buck Showalter go at it. Like an uh, MMA style or mine for mine? Oh, you want like a trivia contest? No, I mean like a chess game, but the players are the pieces. So, like simulated baseball. Yes. Like, uh, okay. Like a have them play MLB the show. MLB the show. See how they manage their, their see, people. Yeah, but in manage mode, not in play mode. Right. In just manage mode, and see who comes out on right. top. The only problem is, I think Buck Showalter might be a little confused with the PS4 controller. Yeah, he might end up bringing, letting Gallardo pitch like eight innings, and then bringing in McFarland or something <laughs> dumb like that. <laughs> But these are, yeah, like you're saying, these are big games because these are these are teams that have been were very good last year, supposed to be good again this year. Yep. So, yes, we got that nice cushion of winning seven straight games to start. Yeah. But it's, now we need to we need to play well. We need to win series. And people will say that soft, easy, easy schedule, which I really don't buy at the beginning of the season with the Twinkies 
and, and the, the Rays. And the Rays. Well, everyone's picking, so no, it's right. not soft. And, and, and we didn't have Adam Jones. And we went we up against this week. We went up against some of the best pitchers in baseball. In David uh, Price. In guys like David Price, and mm-hmm. for the Rays, we went up against. Um, Chris Archer. Chris Archer, and we went up against Cole Hamels. We're going up right, against those the best good pitchers, pitchers in baseball. The best. Yeah. Uh, or, or some of the best in the American League, at least. And then after that, we play the White Sox, who are off to a very hot start. Well, we, uh, we play. We go to Tampa first. Right, Tampa, then the White Sox. Right. I thought we were just talking about Tampa. Yeah. And then we go to White Sox. So we, uh, I think the, the next – and we got a while without an off, off game, an off day. And so this next kind of 13-game uh, streak against these really good ball clubs will say a lot about where we are right. as a baseball team. Yeah, we got two weeks of games. Yeah. That all all are meaningful games. Yeah, so we'll wake up in May. Wow, uh, and we'll see where we stand. So this should be this is an important stretch for the Orioles early in the season. They're all important, right? Yeah, but it helps to have that nice start. And when uh, when's Gosman going to be back? Ah, he's throwing today, today or tomorrow. He's throwing right. <laughs> According to ESPN, he's scheduled to pitch on Thursday, April twenty eighth, against the White Sox. Really? Wow, yeah. <laughs> I, I did not know that you could. Uh, Set people up that far out. I guarantee Buck Showwatcher does not know that. ESPN has him lined up all the way up through May 4th. With Buck. Galsman's first appearance being on the 28th. Could Buck. you tell me when uh, Tyler Wilson's pitching right now? I'd love to see him start a game. When is he going to start a game, ESPN? Uh, they don't have him in here, unfortunately. Oh, uh, and so no surprises? Mm, no. Uh, okay. Man, ESPN, you can do anything with computers now. You don't even need managers to make decisions so apparently they're going to a six-man rotation though when he comes back according to espn oh is that how they're fitting him in <laughs> yeah that's not going to happen yeah would it be interesting to see how kevin goss performs when he comes back certainly you want him to come back healthy uh however long that takes hopefully one more start right uh and then he'll be ready back up here in the and it'll be interesting because we does he come back and uh, he's immediately the best pitcher in our rotation that's what we need yeah, yeah. I mean, he's certainly going to go to the rotation. Right. And he'll certainly improve our rotation. Yes. It uh, doesn't have to be that good to be the best in the rotation. So, uh, so yeah, we hope for the best for, for Kevin Gossman. And that'll be a, a, a nice pickup um, as we are kind of in the middle of this of this streak of games, of important games. You're just a ball back, ball back, ball back, a ball back, my friend. Hey, ball back. How are you doing? What's your name again? It's Ballback and Posh. Well, it's that time again, boys and girls, where Josh reaches down into his sweaty ball sack and pulls out some <laughs> questions for us to answer. This segment gets more and more graphic every week. So, Josh, what do you have for us this week? I've got uh, I got steroids. I got crappy pitchers. I got worst pitchers. I've got good pitchers, and i got some football. Where do you want to go? No, Josh, it's your ball bag. I'm not going to tell you where to go first. You, All right. You throw it at me. Could you tell me who Kyle Lose is? Sure. Or Loesch? Because Lose, the Orioles Lose, expressed yeah. interest. The Orioles made an offer. Who yeah. is he? I don't know. He's some bum who last year, I forget where he was last year, but he couldn't even make the starting rotation. Got rele- relegated to the bullpen. Had an ERA around seven. Uh, they're saying his velocity is, is down, uh, way down. Uh, so he's he's essentially he's a bomb. If we sign him, I can only imagine he's going to Norfolk, and then if we have uh, ten injuries, so he's possibly a Dan Duquette reclamation progress. He's got to be. He's got to be. He, he's not. And and this is saying something. He's not better than Vance Worley, <laughs> and that's that's saying something, boys and girls. So then uh, don't don't get excited about Kyle Loesch. Follow up. Yeah. What happened to Tim Lithicum? 
Oh, that's a good question. I have no idea. You know, we he all, fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, he was going to do like his workout and, and, and show up for everyone. Orioles were really interested. wonder what happened to that guy. Uh, Brian Mattis, pitching in Bowie again tonight. He had a rough out in, in Frederick earlier this week. You worried about Brian Mattis, or does he come right back into this bullpen and help out this bullpen? He's going to have to start helping out his minor league team before he's going to help us out. I mean, we don't face David Ortiz till the end of the month. <laughs> so, what, 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 how's he going to fit into this bullpen? Well, we don't have a lefty specialist. He's going to be that guy. I, I don't pay any attention. He has enough of a track record as a major league pitcher that I don't put any stock in that. I don't care. He can give up 100 rounds. I don't care. He, he, we, we know who he is. He, he's a good lefty specialist who chokes in high-leverage situations. That's who he is. Everyone knows it. By the way, let no me minor league numbers change that. Let me interrupt the ball bag because it's being reported that Adam Jones left the game with a stomach bug. Okay, good. So now, he probably, now he, unless he had to go running to the locker room for right, a legitimate reason. Right. <laughs> now let's just hope that that stomach pain does not cause an oblique injury. Right. But yeah, I could see. Uh, I could see he, he's he's back there. We got to get someone else out there. We better pull him from the game. I'm surprised we don't see more of that in baseball, where suddenly with all the games that are going on that someone can't get out into the field. I know we've seen like an umpire stall a game before because he was in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, it's like when I coached at Rockbridge. I coached these knuckleheads at Rockbridge. We only had seven players. I, I need a, I need a sub, turn to the bench. I'm missing one of my players. I asked the other guy, what happened to him? He had to go to the bathroom. We're in the middle of a game here. Yeah. Here's where well, you, When you got to go, you got to go. I guess so. Unbelievable. That's why you're allowed to slide in the, in the base paths, and then you can have an accident and just – Say oh. I, I slid into is a that base. why I slid feet first into first base? Is that yeah, how Adam yeah. Jones did that? <laughs> right. Well played, Adam Jones. Yeah. Right, Got to cover some up, some dirt. <laughs> All right, one more pitcher for you. Yeah. Out to a hot start, a guy that could make our starting pitching immensely better. Yeah, who? Jake no. Arrieta. Oh, we just talked about him. Yeah. Yeah. So Jake Arrieta, we traded for Scott Feldman, who helped us out in the long, short term. Now, yeah. J.K.A. Arietta is in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, the best pitcher. Yeah. Probably the best pitcher yeah, in I got the it. National League. I got it. I got it. Him this and his cutter. Josh is breaking news here. Jake Arietta is good. He's no longer with the Orioles. Can I say this is, and I heard him on talking about it on 105.7 The Fan. They had someone talking about Jake Arietta on there, too, again. What? When are we going to get past this? Yeah. When? When? <laughs> like, Seriously. When are we going to get past this? I mean, we all know. This coming from the guy who can't get over Teixeira. We all know, we all know that he didn't work out in Baltimore for two reasons, right? First of all, his stuff just didn't click. And yes, it's possible that Rick Adair and Jake Arrieta didn't mesh. Boom! Story done! We, we don't need to debate. Why can't we develop any players? Well, first of all, we can develop players. We developed Manny Machado. We, we, we pitchers, have... pitchers. Why can't we develop oh, pitchers? I'm sorry. We developed one of the best closers in the game in Zach Britton. Oh, I'm he sorry. He was supposed to be a starter. Oh, I'm sorry. We developed a shortstop and convert him into a really good reliever. Oh, I'm he sorry. He was supposed to be a shortstop. Oh, I'm sorry. Every other team is developing aces, right? Who who did Boston develop that's an ace right now? Rodriguez, uh, Edward Rodriguez? He's not an ace right now. He's hurt. The, uh David Price, he had to trade for. The only team developing aces are the Tampa Bay Rays. Then everybody trades the Rays or buys the Rays pitchers when they're done with the Rays because the Rays can't afford to resign them. But no one else is making it. Who are the Yankees making that? That's an ace. Sabathia they traded for. Uh, Tanaka came from Japan. They didn't develop Tanaka. No one. Who's developing these aces? And by the way, do you know who was the better prospect, higher ranked than Jake Arrieta? Radimus Liz. How come no one talks about him? He didn't work out here. He didn't work out somewhere else. 
There's a hundred pitchers like Jake Arrieta who never work out. It just so happens that this one pitcher worked out. Garrett Olsen. He left the Orioles and he became an ace. Garrett Olsen? No. He left the Orioles and he sucked. We have so many guys who leave the Orioles and suck. One guy leaves and becomes good and it's all a huge deal. Stop. It's stupid. It's a done story. There's a hundred guys like Jake Arrieta. He just happened to click. All these guys have talent. It's not just on the Orioles. Dylan Bundy hasn't worked out because he's had injuries. That's not on the Orioles that he's had his arms almost fall off. It's not on the Orioles that his dad made him throw 2,000 innings when he was a senior in high school. That's not on the Orioles. Stupid. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this whole conversation. It's done. It's old news. We already know it. Everything that's been said can be can be said. Why bring it up again? On, on my team of crappy Orioles, Jake Arrieta is the starting pitcher. Jose Batista is in center field. Yeah, it's the same idea, right? Did we ruin Jose Bautista? No, he just clicked when he was 29. Some of these players clicked late. It has nothing to... Rick Adair is, was maybe a bad pitching coach. Fine. Fine. But it's not like other players left here and become stars. This is one player who worked out with a different team. It happens all the time. We have players come to us right, you think, and work out. You think Seattle happens all complains the time. about Adam Jones? Or Chris Tillman. Yeah, you who, think the Rangers complained about Chris Davis? Oh, Chris Davis was a fourth string... Chris Davis is the fourth string backup first baseman playing in AAA. We signed you. You think yeah, they're having a team conversation. How come we didn't can't develop a 15 home run hit hitting guy? This is just part of baseball. Do it you, happens. Do you think that the minor the Rangers minor league ballparks are giving away Chris Davis shirts? May, maybe it's possible, but I tell you what, I'm sick of talking about it. And Bowie Baysocks, what are you doing? Even bringing it up, Jake Arrieta, again, you fools! Shut up about it. And in fact, Josh, if you ever bring it up again on this podcast, I will walk the freak out of the cl- of, 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 of the of the booth and, and never come back. If you mention Jake Garriott again, I will literally leave and not come back. I'll go to my house, start my own podcast called Section 334, and we will get more <laughs> listeners than this dumb podcast if you ever mention Jake Garriott's name again on this show. That's how I feel about Jake Garriott. Well, then, how do you feel about steroids? Rafael Palmero came out this week with a Fox Sports interview. Did you guys get a chance to check it out? Real long interview, real good uh, story. Yeah, well written. Oh, well I read that. That was yeah. great. Ma- I read it, too. Really made you like Rafi. I made, made, you, made me feel bad about it. Made you it. feel bad for him. He says he doesn't come back to Baltimore because it was so hard to be booed. When Oriole fans booed him. You know, when we talk about articles, we should link them in our chat room. Isn't that a good idea? Or in the show notes as sure. well. Yeah, show notes too. But I'm saying the people are listening live. You if, know who does a you, great job? you send the link there. Derek Arnold of Utah Street Report. Yeah. Whenever we talk about articles, he puts the link in I know. our article. But like while we're talking about it, or like when we talk about videos or articles, if we can post it right, you know, for those those dedicated yep. Section 336ers to, to are watching live, can see the article. But anyway... Uh, it talks about Palmer getting booed. It talks about his ster- his, his st- his steroid use. So what were your, your takeaways uh, for, from the article, from the really good article? The takeaway is he really screwed up by wiggling his finger and, and telling Congress he didn't do steroids. Okay, and he says as much. Do you find... Uh, well, and he's, but he's still, you know, he said in the article, he's still blaming it on the, the tainted vial right, right. or he whatever. He says he still oh, doesn't he still do steroids. Conf- there's no... Conf- I kept on no, waiting. Right, there's, there's no, no confession. There's no... Right. He's sticking to that story. Yeah. There's no... Right, there's no confession. It's it's it. Who was it? Tahada that gave him tainted orange juice or something like that. B12. Well, even Congress dropped the the perjury charges because they could find no proof that he did it. Right, but it does. I mean, but did it? It kind of portrayed him as a very sympathetic figure. Did you guys feel bad 
for Rafael Palmeiro as you're reading the article. I felt bad for him, yes, after reading that article, and all yeah. almost ashamed for booing him <laughs> because. But like, it was what. 15 years or 10 years ago, something like that. It's like, I'm over it now. He had to put the earplugs in because the boos were so loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but yes, now I feel bad, and I want Rafael Palmeiro back in Baltimore because it reminded me of how much fun it was to watch Rafael Palmeiro. And, yes, looking back, guess what? I don't care about steroids anymore. That was a point of baseball, and I think Ralphie should be in the Hall of Fame. McGuire should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> And not, I don't want Barry Bonds in the Hall of What's Fame. What's the difference? But he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame as well. He was a, he's the best of the bunch. But yeah, you gotta put these guys in. That was an exciting part of baseball, and we gotta get over ourselves. We need all these old people to die before these people are disqualified from being in the Hall of Fame. Here's the reason I, I feel a little bit bad about Rafael Palmeiro, and this is a little bit of the Ray Rice effect here. Mm-hmm. That for whatever reason, everyone's doing steroids. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, some players just get tainted more than other players. Yeah. And Rafael Pomero got screwed a lot more than other players who were doing steroids. Yeah. Do we, no one hates Brian Roberts, mm, right? No, no, not for, really. for it. Even, <laughs> even though he accidentally butt dialed <laughs> Rafael Palmero. <laughs> that, 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 that was fun. Were well, you guys like me? I totally read that article and he said, Brian Roberts reached out, sent me a text message. And I was like, good for Brian Roberts. He's <laughs> yeah. a nice guy on the team. And it's like, experience. Oh, it was a butt dial. <laughs> um, Chris Davis, Used a PED. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we don't ostracize Chris Davis. No. And what a, what about the fact that McGuire and Barry Bonds are coaches now yeah. in baseball? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm just like certain players just got more caught out than other players when everyone was doing it. Um, and Rafael Pereira, I think in the article said, if he wanted to do it like other players were doing it, he could have hit 700 <laughs> home yeah, runs. Yeah, that was funny. That was a good quote. Uh, so, uh, and it's true. It's in that time everyone's doing it, yet some people just got more stink on them than other players. And Rafael Palmeiro, mostly for the finger for the wagging, finger, the finger wagging got more stink Congress. on him than other players. And Congress did that investigation. They didn't find anything, but still, he became the face of steroids. Right. It's still, now, isn't it now, a little bit awkward that everyone still knows he did it, but he still has never come out and said, hey, I did it? Isn't that still a little bit, uh, eh, Like, just say you did it, buddy. Everyone uh, knows. You mean like OJ? It's a little like, yeah. Like, uh, do we just a less, uh, a less serious thing? But right. I think everyone <laughs> he didn't murder anybody, Josh. <laughs> right, but I think <laughs> most people with Josh in that we're becoming a little more lax with the stereotype. Okay, we get it. Everybody right. was doing it. You shouldn't have done it. It's bad, but everyone's kind of doing it. So, so, so we get it. Uh, so at this point, I think we would be more understanding of someone coming out and saying, "Hey, I did it." I think we right. we would be okay with that. We we. We had the conversation last year about Pete Rose coming back. And Pete Rose, and what was the problem with Pete Rose? He wasn't really sorry. Yeah, yeah, that, that was his deal. And guess what? We love, we've talked, I think it was around the Pete Rose time, we talked about in America, we love the redemption story. Oh, people get second, third, especially in sports. Right. Five, Palmero, seven. just come out and be honest about it. Johnny Gonzalez, because which, which, which job he It's to. horrible that I'm complaining when I also have to see the other side where if he truly believes he didn't do it. Yeah. Then I feel bad for him. But, but no if way. you did, there's so much that points to it. In a steroid era, you come out and you admit it now. You let that little healing process happen. We welcome him back to Baltimore. We get him in the Orioles Hall of Fame. And we hire him as a hitting coach. We can always use a hitting coach like Ralphie. Yeah. Though I, I love the part in the article where he was at like a high school game and his kid got a hit. And one of the moms in the stand says he's probably on steroids like his dad because we would totally do that. 
Yeah. We'd make that comment. And I fully understand him flipping out about it. And then you'd get Rafi Palmero in your face. Which I would not want. No. Even though he's looking good. He's he'd get a, little, get a little roid rage in your face. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> a little B12, well, B, B12 rage. All right. yeah, Come Ra- on now. Rafi looks really good for how old he is. What do you think about... I would swipe uh, right at him. I, I, I'd like to have him on 336. What do you think about in um, by becoming more accepting of these guys now that it opens the doors that... Uh, that that whole cycle could happen again. I think we're. I think we're at let, a point where you're gonna let them all in the higher. Hall of Fame. I think we're at a point the testing's higher, and I think long term, th- yes, they should be in the Hall of Fame. But it's not going to affect things now because the way you stop that is by immediate responses. Yeah, but you, you don't, you don't it, think there's like genetic science scientists out there that can develop? Oh yeah, better drugs that oh, aren't yeah, going to get totally, tested and caught, totally. so and the guys are not going to do them. You can't convince me that Oscar Regas is not on steroids right now. You can't convince me he's not. It's like hackers, you know, the, but you get all the virus protection you want, they're still going right. to find a way in. But that's going to happen regardless. That's going to happen whether or not we let these guys in. And you gotta, you gotta say they were amazing baseball players, fun to watch. I don't care that he hit, that he. It's fine. You caught him with the B12 once. He still had the skill to hit the ball. Yeah. And yeah, he might have gotten an extra five to ten feet. And I think the biggest. He still would have gotten his 500 hits. Oh, yeah. That's not even a debate here. It's not even. Would they. I mean, Barry Bonds would still be one of the greatest players of all time. Barry Bonds it's the fact that they just cheated. won that home run derby against the Marlins in spring training. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with it's, talent. It's just that they cheated. But I think the seeing how Rafael Palmeiro has been treated, and even Barry Bonds, I know he's, he's back in. But even just his whole reputation, all that, I think is the biggest deterrent for players not to do it because um, they realize you could ruin your career. Now, if you're in the minor leagues struggling with majors, I would probably yeah. still do steroids uh, for a chance to make the right. majors. Right, and we see it in football too. And that's why a right. lot of the minor leaguers get it because you're just trying to make the show. Right, when you're in the minors winner. making nothing. If you get one year in the majors, you're you're set. Yep. You got that money. Yep. All right, anything else in that ball bag before we uh, wrap this thing up? Uh. One football question came out. Ravens, this color color rush thing. Oh, it's a Burke question. This? Yeah. What is that? You what know, is color rush? So color rush is what the NFL experimented with last year, where you would wear like uh, uh, one uniform that was like all your, like a a color, like one color. So it's where they had like the one team all red, all, one team all green. Oh, playing I think against the Bills, each other. The Bills played it, and they were on all blue, and the other team was in like all yellow or something so basically one so, team doesn't wear white uniforms it's two colors it's two colors gotcha. it's two colors so the nfl announced that everyone's going to participate in it this year i like that and uh i think it might even be like a thursday night thing okay so a a card came out leaked uh apparently of the colors for the teams mm-hmm. so what would you think the color rush color would be for the baltimore ravens purple or black how about it's maryland flag like the color. terps like the uh, Terps football did. team, like the Terps, anything, yes, yeah. Eh, I mean, it'd be really weird because it's the only hint of the Maryland flag is on the shield. It's a right. very tiny part of the uniform. Like, well, exactly, and that was my thought too. Is 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 this because like in Maryland, if you put the Maryland flag on something, it sells to all the college kids? Yeah. The, the, like, the intern will probably buy. Oh, he's one. he's over there celebrating already. <laughs> and yeah, I would. My thought is. For one, you're not yeah, the only other. Fo- cool. You're not the only football team in Maryland. Yeah, the, what do the Redskins fans think of that? Well, the weird part is the Redskins were not on the on the leaked document. I don't think at all. I don't think the at Redskins all. want to associate themselves with Maryland. No, no, Snyder, Snyder hates that. Virginia DC. Snyder hates that he's in, in Maryland. Yeah, but uh, why wouldn't you do if I if you're the Baltimore Ravens? 
I don't want to do all purple. That's I, 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 but why not do the Baltimore colors? Do the black and gold. Uh, Baltimore logo. Why Maryland? I like Maryland Pride. Yeah. I like that. I don't mind it. I mean, doing black and gold, it, it's Steelers colors, so no thank yeah, you. Yeah, I guess so. No thank you. I guess that's they, it. They tried and, it with and, the gold pants last year. And I guess the real thing is the real Ravens color rush color should be black on black. Yeah. Which they already pull They've out for, for Monday night. Was but, uh, was was the orange, the gold pants last year, was that the color rush? No, no, no. That was just ugly. That was just being dumb? Yeah. That was just trying something new because they were losing. Uh, <laughs> most, most of the color rush uniforms are just one color. The right. Bengals are like black and white striped, which is kind of cool. That's different. Like but, a, like a Siberian tiger. Right. Maybe. I don't a know. Snow tiger. <laughs> like a snow bengal? Yes. Right. I don't know because it's just a little square, so they don't, they say like it's subject to change and stuff. But I thought it was interesting that they were going with the Maryland flag. Yeah. I think everybody in the country that follows college football knows that the Terps have unique uniforms. Yeah. Uh, and I, w- I also wondered if that's a little bit of Nike wanting to get in on the Under Armour game. Yeah, maybe. Because the Under Armour has been making some money by doing that Maryland. Yeah, and then stuff. who owns the copyright for the Maryland flag? Apparently no one. <laughs> yeah, that could be interesting. Because it would just give Nike the opportunity to make their own variation. Of on the what, Maryland flag. What Under Armour has already done like a dozen of them. Right. Right. That's yeah. What, uh, yeah. Right. Unless the Ravens can just go down the street and borrow the uniforms from the Terps. Right. No, I, I like. I'm, I'm. I'll be interested to see how it turns out. All I, right. I'm always liking uniforms. I'm glad we got that uh, Ravens talk in. That was good, guys. I mean, it's that, or we talked Trent Richardson, and I don't really. Or the draft. Do you guys see I what Trent Richardson signed? I was. I thought. I was like, what? I thought he signed three months ago. I thought he signed three <laughs> months ago too. I think it was key they put out. We now officially signed. Yeah, it's one of those things like Dexter Fowler, who's still red hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but it didn't take three weeks. That was like three days. All right, well, that's my ball bag. All right, sweet. Well, let's. We're running out of show, boys. We got to get the heck out of here. But we've talked a lot. We threw out a lot of stats. You guys were questioning some of my starting pitching stats. So, so to verify that we get everything right or to tell us what we got wrong, we go to the intern for thoughts, corrects, corrections, analyses, and fun facts, all that good stuff. Intern, what you got for us today? Uh, so unfortunately, there were no corrections, but there's a fun you said fact. Unfortunately, yeah. That's fortunately for us, he intern. loves to correct us. I know he loves calling us out. But uh, going into this game, the Orioles were on pace to hit 339 home runs this season. Wow. Yeah, that would break the MLB record by 80 home runs. <laughs> and it's not even warmed up yet, boys. No, just starting to warm up. Just starting. Yeah, well, uh, the all-time. Home run record for an Orioles team is 257, so we'll see if we can break that this year. I like our odds. I do too. <laughs> and uh, apparently... I think the intern missed a few weeks when we've had these facts. Okay. But go ahead. But uh, yeah, no, apparently the state flag design for the Ravens is to be determined, so apparently it could be purple, gold, and black itself rather than incorporating the white and red portion of our flag. Right. We'll wait, wait and see mode on that one. Mm-hmm. So, in all, like, my idea is that it would just be purple with the uh, yellow and black part of the Maryland flag running down, like, the pants legs, like, right here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he points to the side of his leg. Yeah, wait, and uh, we need, if the Ravens are listening, you might want to hire our intern to design your uniforms. Or at least the pants legs. I could see the, the, the intern being good at that job. Is there any chance they changed the helmet? Uh, I I don't remember how they did the color rush last year. I feel like they 
haven't changed the helmets because helmets, I assume, are expensive. Yeah, that's what I would think, too. And, like, nobody goes out and buys souvenir but, helmets. But for the Terps and the Naval Academy, they did change their helmets for big games. So yeah. if colleges can do it, I'm sure the NFL can. It's just how can the NFL make money off it? Interesting. Is that it, intern? Uh, yes, it is. All right. Hey, uh, right, we right, should right, mention right. Uh, we're going to be at the game tomorrow night, Wednesday night. If any 336ers want to come by our section and say hello. Yeah, friend of the show, Jonah Heim, his grandmother sent down some autographed Jonah Heim cards. So I'm going to take him to the stadium tomorrow. Is that a Delmarva Shorebirds? This is a Delmarva Shorebirds uh, That's, so that's card. From last year? It's from uh, 20. It's got his 2013-2014 stats on it. So it would be a 2015 choice card. Excellent. Autographed Jonah Heim cards. Autographed Jonah Heim cards. So I'll bring a couple to the game tomorrow. Find us in Section 334. And thank you, Section Jonah 334. Very cool. Row 3, you can even meet Dad Sroka will be there with us, who gave us yeah. all the facts about Mil- yeah. Pappas tonight. Yeah. If you're lucky, someone will die tomorrow, and he can tell you about it. The host of the Grave Report. <laughs> that's, that's a fun new segment we got going on in the Grave Report. I like I, he I, did his I, homework. I like the Grave Report. He came prepared. He came yeah. prepared. He came with more notes than we brought for the entire show. I want to meet more 336ers. I'll be at the game tomorrow. I, I'm, I'm planning on keeping the scorebook. I want to do that. Yeah. Good good for you. I don't have a strong desire to meet more 336ers, but come over and say hi to Bert. Bert Bert's all jealous that we signed that autograph. I'm a little jealous. I'm a little jealous I left early on opening day. I missed the autograph session. You can go. Uh, this is where I say you can go to iTunes and write us a review. We got new ones. Okay. We have a couple new we iTunes got, reviews. Got two new ones. Sweet. Well, someone named Bevy Lynn. Local, radio, local sports radio at its best. Love these guys. They are funny, and they know their stuff. Thanks, Bev. That's true. I know my stuff, and Bert and, is funny. And we got another one this week from Show Me Your O's Face. <laughs> hey And subject, Rocky Mountains. Being from Montana, I don't get much Orioles baseball. These guys help me get my fix. It's easy to join this group of friends, and they're great at welcoming newcomers. Keep up the good work, and I'll be rooting for them birds. From up here in the Rocky Mountains, Joe O's. Okay, I like how we... Uh, oh, no, I don't buy that at all. I think that's somebody messing with us. There's no way somebody in Montana listens to yeah, this Yeah, I was going to say, he called his friends. I now have a friend in Montana. You know, yeah, That's a pretty cool thing. If there's one thing that we've learned over the years, is we got listeners all over the world. Yeah. But if, if, you, but if you wrote that iTunes review, hit me up on Twitter. I want to know you're a real person. I would think there would be a better chance that we would get a listener in Colombia, like the country Colombia, than Montana. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think we might have a listener in Colombia. I'll show you guys the stats later. Okay. We got a lot of countries. Um, but we got a lot of countries because there's a lot of ways to find the show. And we now have iOS and Android apps to make it easy to find the show. Google has finally gotten their stuff together, and in Google Play, they now have podcasts. So we're in there, as Sweet. well as on iTunes and uh, wherever else you find podcasts. Oh, what? I just fell asleep. What were you saying? <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> the iOS and the Google Play now, no matter what your device, you can listen in. Hey, we got, we got a lot of complaints about how can I get your podcast on Android, and now we've made it easy, and Google has made it easy. Oh, Josh, you're, you're too nice to our listeners. Tell them to suck it up and get an iPhone like everybody else. It's ironic that you're saying Josh is the nicest guy. <laughs> hey, hey, intern. That is true. That is, that's the definition of ironic. Oh, he's about to do intern, something very nice. I, I forgot that I got your Joey shirt for showing up two weeks in a row. Oh, I, I wasn't sure if you were serious. I, I texted you what size shirt you wear. Yeah. And you didn't text me back. What size shirt do you wear? That would be a mean thing for Josh to do, though. You didn't text me back, so I just ordered one. What size? I wear large, extra large. Oh, uh, you got a large shirt for you. Here you go. <laughs> 
large, yeah. extra large? Is that is that a new size I don't know about? No. It's like a medium. <laughs> and that, that's a weight fluctuation, I believe. <laughs> now, I'm not saying him. I'm saying if you're uh-huh. large and uh-huh. extra large. I have a lot of shirts that are extra large and a lot of shirts that, that, that are large. I do. I'm, I'm I, I mix them up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm a tweener. I got a couple larges I'm still trying to work my way back into. No, I hear you. I, I'm a straight large. I'm Remember, a gay, I'm a gay large. We did the fat thing we a few weeks ago. Remember, I'm desirable. <laughs> yeah, Josh is large. That's true. Our YouTube listeners know it. You can also like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Our show Twitter. Uh, all the updates on the shows uh, at section 336 show. You can also follow our, us on Twitter, our personal Twitters. You can follow me at section 336. You can follow Bert at Bert Rody. You can follow Josh at Josh Taroka. And you can follow the intern at WWN. But I want to recommend it. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Section 336 is a affiliate of 24 7 Networks. Find Section 336 on UtahStreetReport.com.